Hello, good morning again. This is Edmund and we are looking at jurisprudence in legal methods. The term juris, juris denotes law and prudence stands for knowledge. Jurisprudence, the knowledge of law. Okay. But when we talk about jurisprudence, we are not only talking about the study of statute books and case law, but it spreads to the extensive knowledge of the origin, the development, and the scope and the concept of law. All the principles, the origin, the development, and the scope of law. So the, the jurisprudence involves the study of the general theoretical questions about the nature of law and legal systems about the relationship of law to justice and morality and about the social nature of law remember when we're talking about the theories of law we dealt with morality we dealt with law we dealt with justice according to john rawls we did with the social nature of law the social nature of law was according to eugene ehrlich and montesquieu and we also did the history of law by Savigny. And we were laughing about the John Chapman's criticism of his uh, Vox gist spirit of the people theory. Remember that. So jurisprudence just covers all of that and more. So if we are supposed to discuss and understand this, we are supposed to use the philosophical and social theories and their findings in in the application to law. So a study of jurisprudence should encourage the student to question assumptions and to develop a wider understanding of the nature and the working of law. So the question jurisprudence seeks to answer is, is of a general nature. It must be phrased as follows. What is law and what constitutes good law? Okay. Now, what is law? Writers on, on, writers on jurisprudence have found great difficulty in defining law. The word law, with its plural, laws, is used in many different senses, some more or less closely related and some very opposite. Sometimes there's an ethical sense, as when one says moral law or the laws of morality, that's in its ethical sense, or the laws of nature. In others, it's rather the idea of uniformity, of cause and effect, of like conditions producing like results as when one says that the loss of trade the loss of political economy the loss of history the loss of health so the students of physical science speak to the loss of gravitation of motion mechanics uh, and meaning the quality of those that are inherent in their matter uh, in the matter of these this subject these subjects and the the the, the uniform action of giving forces those are the, 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 the laws that students of science or physics they speak to. It is not for the lawyer as such to say that these cases, um, the word law is used, is not properly used in. They are not properly used in these cases. One, one theory of the nature and origin of municipal or civil law is that it is a series of commands addressed by a superior to inferiors. So for us law students or lawyers, we are talking about municipal or civil law and others. And, and when we talk about that, we mean a series of commands that are addressed by a superior to inferiors. You remember the Karl Marxist, the, the theories of Marxists where he said that the bourgeoisie are the ones that uh, formulate law to the detriment of the, the uh, proletariat. 
okay now that's blackstone tells us it's a rule of civil conduct prescribed by the supreme power in the state commanding what is right and prohibiting what is wrong so if they ask you what is law according to blackstone rules of civil conduct how society conduct themselves prescribed by a supreme power which is the state according to marx remember commanding what is right and prohibiting what is wrong so what does lord do he commands what is right command you to do something and commands you not to do some another thing so uh, jeremy bentham and austin also say that law is to be understood as a set of coercive commands issued by the uncommanded commander in the community okay of this it may be said that in the first place that it is not at all a definition of law but only of a law of a law an act of parliament okay of the legislature which is a definition which is called the lex in roman law roman or, or in, in rome it's called the lex and not the jewish so there's a difference between the lex and the jewish the the lex is basically a law which has been formulated in written form okay and promulgated by competent authority like legislature okay but jews is the law in its broad sense like the law that is taken as a system or an aggregate so what we are saying is that sometimes the definition of law may be um, in 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 a term that is peculiar to legislature an act of parliament so that is lex but a definition that is jews is a broad sense so um if law is a rule of civil conduct prescribed by the supreme power in a state, then until the supreme power prescribed, there is no law, according to Article 17, right? Lawmaking in this context presupposes legal authority, which is in itself conferred by law, right? All right. Another understanding of this is that law originates in custom. Unwritten law, it, it, unwritten law comes from custom it is it's a main body of our laws which are not commanded or a body of commands but consist of rules springing from social standard of justice or from the habits or customs from which that standard has itself been derived okay so that's some unwritten law so we can define law in terms of legs we can define law in terms of jews but we can also define law in terms of custom, which are unwritten laws that mean are not necessarily commanded from a superior authority like the state, but they come from the habits or the customs of the people. All right. So the law is custom and an opinion in this in this particular parlance. The parties argue in a case before a judge talk of princi principles and rules, but these are nothing but customs. The plaintiff seeking to enforce payment of goods sold tacitly relies upon the rule or principle that purchasers must pay for the goods they buy. That is a custom. But why is this a principle? Plainly for no other reason than that it is the universal custom. If such were not a custom, there would be no such principle. 
So there can be no doubt that law is often evidenced by custom and the courts frequently decide cases in accordance with the custom found among those engaged in the particular business with respect to which the question arises. Example, mercantile law. Okay. What if a place could be found where it was the custom of the majority of purchasers not to pay for what they buy and the court were established there and the question came before it whether the defendant should pay or not? The decision would inevitably be against the custom and in favor of a principle okay so it may not if the custom does not subject itself to the test of morality it may not really divulge as judgment so um i believe rather that it is a body of principles and rules recognized and enforced by the courts by which the relations the relations of the members of community with each other are regulated. Many of these principles and rules are evidenced by customs and usages, but these are only evidences and products of the principles and not the principles themselves, nor identical with them. So what I'm saying is that the law rather is not custom, but it is rather principles and rules that are recognized and enforced by the courts which sort of regulates the relationship between people in the community. And those principles and rules are not the customs and the usages, but the customs and the usages rather reflect the principles and rules, okay? Okay, but in many cases, it will be found that the custom was not in accordance with the legal principles and could not be recognized, recognized by the courts because it is not in accordance with legal principles nor with the dictates of sound morality upon which these legal principles were, were based. At the same time, we must not forget that law and morality are not identical and that in the strict sense of the term, only the morality that is enforced by the power of the state through the courts is law. Okay, so morality is not law and law is not morality. Okay, even though there are different postulations regarding the nature of law, according to John Rawls, uh, according to uh, Bentham, according to Austin, okay, these are different. Um, uh, but we, we say that, uh, that morality is enforced by the law, okay, and not the law by morality. Now, the seller of goods must be allowed to indulge a certain degree in praising his words without being held to a warranty. And the purchaser may to some extent say it is nothing and then go away and boast without incurring any, any legal penalty. We must not therefore make the mistake of confounding law with morality. If something is a mere path, like carbolic smoke ball, we do not say that it is immoral to do so. Okay, so the state does not and cannot undertake to prescribe or regulate the relation of its residents and their supposed maker. So what this phrase is trying to say is that we cannot regulate between, the, the state cannot regulate the relations between people and God. Okay, so it's not based on morality, but it's based on some rationality. Okay, it does not, it, and, and it does not and cannot attempt to inf interfere with or prevent his, the, his thoughts or usually even his actions so long as they, they merely affect himself. 
only when they affect fellow residents of the state can the state record, uh, take cognizance of them that people's actions are affecting others. But if he affects himself, most times in his own room, the law usually, usually, I'm using that word, usually, does not, um, does not mind. Now, although the boundaries of the regions covered by moral and municipal law are not the same, much of the same region is covered by both. And the fundamental principles of regional uh, um, municipal law are found in you know, moral law. It cannot be too strongly emphasized that in neither do the principles originate or derive their existence or date their commencement from the fact of their promulgation. The relative duties between persons that were recorded on the tablets of stone by the finger of God was not the origin of such duties. So what this is trying to say is that when Moses brought the Ten Commandments, it was there were laws before the Ten Commandments. Murder was much a, a, a wrong before uh, it was drafted into law. The fundamental principles of both the moral law and municipal law exist as much in the nature of things in the moral world as does the principle of gravitation in the physical world. And no one can suppose that Newton did anything more than discover the principle that had inherent in, in matter ever since, ever since it was created. The jurist does not attempt to enforce the laws of morality in the abstract. As a jurist, he has nothing to do with the private morals of his fellow citizens. It is only their relations with each other and the relations of each to all that he attempts to regulate and control. It has been often said that in judicial opinions that a mistake in law is no ground for relief or that no relief can be had in equity from a mistake in law, that it comes to be cited in opinions as well as well-settled general rule. But when the principle of the decisions is carefully examined, it will be found that where one had paid money or done some act that he was not obliged to do, thinking he was obliged to, he cannot recover the money or be relieved from the consequences of the act if the person who received the money or the benefit of the act was in good conscience entitled to it even if he could he could not have by law compelled it but if the person who received it has no right to it the other can recover it even though he paid it because he thought he was bound by law to pay in other words, the principle that every man is bound to know the law or that ignorance of the law excuses no one gives way to the higher principle that no one shall be allowed to, by law to keep another's money to which he has no right and which was paid to him by mistake. Nothing can be law which is not founded on common sense or common honesty. And with this we consider the veil of ignorance, John Rawls. Now, the functions of the law. Um, law maintains social order. It protects interests, protects rights of property, protects rights in respect of a person, re regulates transactions, and it also regulates how the courts work, rules of procedure, and other things. Now, there are various classifications of law. There's national and international law civil and criminal law, 
public and private law, substantive and procedural law, common law and equity. Okay. In the books, law is understood as the supposedly authoritative statement of legislators and judges and can be analyzed synthetically as consisting at least and perhaps exclusively of conditional statements and imperative commands. This brings us to the end of jurisprudence, the knowledge of law.